the girls want to go ahead and put the scripture up there. Um, I want to say something to the dads and all men first. Um, as, as I've watched um, society in the last years, um, some men might say, I'm not a father, but I want you to understand something. Every man in our country is looking for an example. Um, I, I watch and, and get frustrated with some young men who um, father children and um, then they don't take care of them. They don't go to work. Um, and honestly, guys, um, as I watch this thing, we need men to be men and, and kind of teach them. You know, if you never had a father to get up and go to work in the morning, it kind of makes no sense for to you to get up and go to work in the morning. You know, and you say, well, I, you know, I don't know all the answers and I don't have all, you know. Um, listen, I'm, I'm a father of a 28-year-old and have three grandchildren. I still got more questions than answers myself. But the reality is, guys, I don't care your situation. You have an opportunity to be a man. You have an opportunity to be an example and in your own way to be a father. Because um, I think you all know that our country's hurting. Um, and there's just a lot of homes that have nobody. And there's a lot of young men that they, if we don't kind of help them now and set an example for them now, what they're going to grow up with and to be uh, is kind of scary. So what an opportunity, guys. So to all of you men, happy Father's Day. Uh, what an opportunity. And please just look for those opportunities around you. Um, even at our school, we have so many little boys that, that have no man to really look up to and to see as an example of who they ought to be or what they can be. And um, so, yeah, very, very, very important. Folks, if you, if you don't, haven't caught on yet, uh, what we're kind of looking at this summer is can we save our country. I've had, a, I've had a couple people kind of question the we part. When I say we, I automatically connect us and God. I, I, we all know that we personally are not going to save anything. Um, you know, uh, Donald Trump and the Congress and uh, um, uh, the courts and everybody, they, they're not going to listen to me. They should, but they're not going to listen to me. Um, but if we get our act together spiritually and we lead lives in such a way that they know there is something supernaturally different about us. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. That's kind of what this verse is all about. Okay? But kids, let me ask you a question. Have we connected in such a way that there is something supernaturally or extraordinarily different about us? You know, getting on a stump and yelling at the Democrats or yelling at the Republicans or yelling at Trump, as people call him, or yelling at whoever or... 
you know, watching CNN and thinking every person of a conservative or religious slant is an idiot, or watching Fox and thinking anybody that has kind of a liberal or democratic slant is an idiot, that's, that's going to get us nowhere, guys. Amen? Is anybody with me here? You know, that, you know, that's just joining in the stupid as far as I'm concerned. You know, but kids, God has something so extraordinarily awesome, better, different, powerful for each and every one of us. Let me say that again. I I want you to understand, I'm talking about you. Well, Pastor, that's for people like you who have their act together. Yeah, good luck with that one. You know, this is for you. This is for when you walk out of this door. You walk out in the power and the wisdom of Jesus Christ. And you walk out and your prayer is, God, I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't really understand it all. But Lord, wherever I am, whoever I'm with, whomever you bring into my life, Help me make an extraordinary, supernatural impact so that they can see there is a better way than this ugliness and this bitterness and this separation that we have perfected in our country today. Amen? You know? And and what it's going to take is for individuals like us not waiting on the Supreme Court or Donald Trump or the Congress to, to, to do these sort of things. It's going to be me and you going out to where we work, going out to whatever we're doing, whatever's happening, and saying, you know what, God? Use me. Use me. Somebody say amen. Use me. You know, I don't know how, but use me. Our focus first, at least till today, has been if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. And our focus today is, and seek my face. And turn from their evil ways. Then, I will heal here. From heaven. Okay, guys. You you have to understand. If it's all about you, he's probably not hearing what you're asking. You, you understand what I'm saying there? And and let me tell you something. We were talking about it in prayer time this morning. If you want a great preparation for the service or or you want a great time Wednesday night Sunday morning nine o'clock Sunday morning uh, 6 30 on on Wednesday night we're having prayer and I know prayer is not fun prayer is not exciting prayer doesn't happen as fast as we'd like I want to invite you to connect with God other than here and if you're going to grow you need to do that okay you need to do that all right we were talking about it this morning, and, 
And, and, and honestly, right now, I can't even remember what I was saying. So forgive me, but I'll move on. But the reality is, is God does have a plan in all of this, okay? Oh, we're on um, seek your face, turn from your evil, and he will hear you. And I think that's very important for us to understand. In America, to keep people in our flesh churches, we have to tell them everything they want to hear. Everybody's okay. You know, if you say you're saved, you're saved. You can live like hell and do your own thing and be a big jerk, but the reality is I'm saved. No, you're not. When Jesus Christ comes into your life, he saves you. Somebody say amen, please. You know, when Jesus Christ comes into your life, he makes you a new creature. Not a creature, a new creature. New person. The old is gone. Behold, the news come. And only you can examine that. Only you know for sure. Only you know for sure. But the reality is, is he says, if, if you'll turn from that evil way, I'll heal. I'll hear from heaven. And I will forgive your sin. And folks, when I get back, we're going to start a whole series on stuff like sexuality. Okay? We're going to start a whole series on stuff like abortion. We're going to start a whole series on, on, on different things that, that, are you listening? We as Christian people need to be able to go out of here and biblically, intelligently have a conversation with a lost and hurting world. Amen. Too often, all we do in the church is, to, is say they're bad. Well, they're bad. We're good. Really? You know, no. We're supposed to take the love and grace and wisdom of Jesus Christ out to them. Amen? Amen. You know, so when we get back, and, 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 I, and I'll warn you if you don't want your children in or if you can't handle a, a, a talk about sexuality, it's, it's, it's fine. But, but the reality is we're going to talk about these things. We're gonna, but let me help you guys with something. Let me remind you guys of something. The problem ain't the world. The problem is the church. The world is always going to be what the world is because it has no power to overcome the exploits and the, 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 the forces of Satan. But Jesus died on a cross. Is anybody with me? And Jesus rose from the grave. And Jesus sent the person of his Holy Spirit to set us free. We're supposed to be different. So the problem's not the world that can't do anything about who they are. The problem is us. And too often we who call ourselves our Christians are no different than a lost world. Oh, well, he's picking on, oh, grow up. The reality is we all need to take that next step. Amen? Yep, amen. And become those people. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways, I will heal their, hear, hear, excuse me, hear their prayer from heaven. I will forgive their sin. And here's the real key that we're asking about. And I will heal their land. But we need to lead our country out of the mess it's in. Because you that are older know what used to be evil or wrong today is blessed. (laughs) Are you with me? You know, things that used to be immoral today are like 
exalted. You know, and we, the only, praying and, 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 and coming together is wonderful. But we need to take the word of God, our intelligence and the wisdom that God gives us out into a lost and hurting world and let them know what is real. Amen. Amen? And that's very, very, very important. Our focus today is on seeking his face. And I'm going to be honest, when I started studying this, I was like, have you ever wondered what that meant? You know, seeking God's face. What? And as I got into it, and I talked to my wife, who usually is my best sounding board and corrector, <laughs> um, we got to talking about this. And, 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 and what I began to realize, I, I kind of went through the dynamic where back when Moses saw the hind quarter of Jesus, just the kind of a back part of Jesus, uh, he, he, he shone on his face with such glory that he, they had to put a veil over his face. And I, I think there's something to that and, and everything. But that's not where I ended up with this. Where I ended up with this is when I seek or focus on the face of Jesus, I begin to seek and focus on his eyes. You see, if, if, if I want to see where somebody's at, and I know people think I'm weird, but usually I can tell where somebody's at by looking into their eyes. You know, if they're down, you can kind of see it. You know what I'm talking about? You can kind of see it in their eyes. It's kind of weary and droopy and... And, and, and kind of an oh my in there. And, and, and when somebody's up, you can kind of see it in their face and see it in their eyes. And, and I got to thinking about that. And, and I got to thinking about seeking the face of Jesus and looking into the eyes of Jesus. And let me pose this question. Could you imagine, instead of, Focusing in on the garbage of this world. If we began to seek the face of Jesus and look into his eyes. And we begin to see this world and our lives. Through the eyes of Jesus Christ. I have three grandchildren. All children are the same way. But they get boo-boos. You ever have a child get a boo-boo? When a child gets a boo-boo, oh, my stinking goodness. They talk about their boo-boo. Now, it's nice when they're little because you can kiss it and somehow it all goes away. Oh, how I wish I could do that with adults. Here, let me kiss it and it'll all go away, you know. But they focus on the boo-boo and they focus on the boo-boo and they focus on the boo-boo. And did you ever notice that what you focus on gets bigger and bigger in your life and in your mind and your heart. Here's the problem I see with us adults. Here's what I see with us adults, okay? We too have boo-boos. Only our boo-boos are bigger. And too often, instead of focusing in on... And seeking the face of Jesus Christ, we continue to focus on our boo-boos. And those boo-boos 
get bigger and bigger and bigger in our lives. This morning, I'm just asking you to kind of think about this. Could you imagine instead, and we all focus on boo-boos, don't get me wrong. You know, when something happens in our lives, there's just a, you know, if, if you get a call from the doctor and you're not going to get to talk to him to, for two weeks, tell me the truth. Don't think about your boo-boo. No, I'm serious, you know. It's like two weeks, you know, and every morning. And you have to understand, Satan is throwing that boo-boo in your face all the time. Do you ever have a boo-boo? Huh? And, and then the preacher gets up and says, you should never worry. I've had people say that to me, and I'm like, you're an idiot. I know it's biblical, and I know God will get me there, but the reality is I just found out yesterday I got something in my head that doesn't belong. The bottom line is I got to have God's help because I'm really focused today on my boo-boo. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, sometimes it just... It, you know, and I want to I I bring some balance there, and I want to bring some love there because too often, you know, I, I, I'll never forget when our two children died. It was the second Elizabeth, and, 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 and some dude, I'll never forget. I've probably mentioned this a lot, but this dude walked up to me and says, God works all things for good, and I went, you can bite me. I don't like his good right now. No, I'm serious. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's easy to go, oh, well, God works it. Well, there ain't nothing wrong. But if your kid is now dead, you don't walk up to somebody and say, God works everything for good. God's got a plan in everything. Well, I think his plan stinks right now. Does, does that make sense? Am I okay? Do y'all still love me and respect me? And well, whatever. Do you like me a little bit? Whatever. But, but I think that it's important to go there because I think sometimes we as Christians get real fast, real quick to tell, oh, you shouldn't worry. Let me tell you something. I find something happened with my wife or my kids or my grandkids or one of you. I'm going to be honest. It takes me a little time to get to no worry. Amen? You understand what I'm saying? That's, let's, let's not be silly, you know, and God ain't silly, you know, because if my son worries about something... That's okay because he's my son and I still love him. Our Heavenly Father loves us infinitely more. And he's cool. He understands. But if we will let him, he will get us to balance. If we will let him and we seek his face, he will get us to where we need to be. Is everybody good with me right now? Everybody understand what I'm saying? When we seek God's face, and, and Lisa brought this up, so she gets paid for this sermon this week. But um, there's a book. Help me with that author again. Jerry Bridges. And, and he was talking about three things, and I got to think, wow. Could you imagine when life happens, instead of focusing on the boo-boo Instead of focusing on the negativity, instead of focusing on the fear, we went through a process of beginning to see life through the eyes of Jesus Christ. And when you look into the eyes of Jesus Christ and you look at life 
through the eyes of Jesus Christ, I want to bring up three things. And the first is, when you look in and through the eyes of Jesus Christ, you look through the eyes of pure love. 1 John chapter 4, verse 8 says, God is love. Now, I, I have to clarify some things because what we call love today, even in the church, really isn't what God calls love. What we call love is kind of almost a minor form of phileo, brotherly love. You know, I find most people in church, as long as you are nice to them and you do what they want, they love you. Amen? You know, we're good. First time you don't do something that they don't like, Let me make sure I said that right. The first time you don't do something they want done or said, all of a sudden, they got a problem with you. Amen? Amen. You know, I got a problem with you. (laughs) In my case, I just say, well, join the club. (laughs) I am not a popular man. Don't care. Okay? But the reality is, If you agape love, you may have a problem. But like God, you're going to work out the problem for everybody's eternal good. You see, a lot of people, I read a statistic this week. There are 10 million born-again Americans who don't go to church. And you know why they don't go to church? Because of the godless foolishness and hypocrisy they find in it. Somebody say amen. Okay. Folks, I want you to understand. We have little things, but you are a really cool church. We don't have that trash. And when we do, it is dealt with. Amen? You know, and I want you to understand something. It's very important for you to leave this place and tell everybody that. Don't tell him, oh my, that sucker preached 40 minutes today. Can you believe how long he went on? Okay? You know, JC's music was so loud, my ears are still ringing. No. No. You go out of here and you say, those people love like Jesus. If you can't say that, don't say nothing. Amen? Just, shh. No, I'm serious. You're doing damage to the kingdom. You're doing damage to people's lives by your folly or gossip or slander or negativity. And honestly, one of these days, you are going to give an account for every word that comes out of your mouth. Amen? Enough down that road. But guys, when we look through the eyes of Jesus or into the eyes of Jesus, are you listening to me? He 
is absolutely and eternally committed to your best eternal good. When nobody else understands, when nobody else seems to get you, when nobody else understands your struggles, there is one. Somebody say amen. Amen. There is one who absolutely and eternally loves you and is committed to your life. And guys, if we want to impact our nation, I know we have jerks at work. But you know what? God loves those jerks. So if we want to have a wonderful, powerful impact on those people to bring healing to our world and our land, we need to go from this place and through the love of Jesus Christ, love those jerks. Amen? And let me help you. This is the neatest part. When you don't get all your life in a hackle, I have no idea what I just said, but it sounded right, right? Get all hung up, all frustrated, all angry, all bitter, all whatever. I'm going to tell them. I'm going to speak to them. Oh, man, I'm going to tell them off. This is sitting in my crawl. Well, let God heal and cleanse your crawl. Okay? Because you know what, guys? The only people being greatly damaged through all that, excuse my French, crap in our crawl is us. Jerks don't care. Jerks do not care. They like you all mess up and tangled up. Amen? Let it go and let the look into Jesus' eyes and see your life and see everybody in it. And just let the absolute, unadulterated, pure, holy love of Jesus Christ flow through you. It will transform your life. It will transform your wife. I mean, your, 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 your marriage. It, it, will, it will transform every area of your life. Amen? You know? Just think about that, seeking God's face and looking at everything and everyone in your life and your world through the eyes of Jesus, through the love of Jesus Christ. Go, I don't have to be all uptight. I don't have to get back at them. Now I love them. Now I, like Jesus, I'm willing to die. Amen. The second thing as we, we, we look through, and it came out of Jerry Bridges' book, it wasn't a Letterman um, invention, um, is we look through the eyes of Jesus and we see his love, and second, we see his wisdom. God's wisdom is perfect. James 3.17 says, The wisdom that comes from heaven 
is first pure, then peace, loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. I don't have time to preach all of that or we'd be here till 2 o'clock. Anybody here want to stay till 2 o'clock? You know. But in all seriousness, his wisdom, his knowledge, his understanding, his ability to know how to deal with every area and issue of our lives is perfect. Now, that's hard sometimes because sometimes the way I think is contrary to his perfect wisdom. Anybody else ever struggle with that? You know, and I'm praying for something, and God in his perfect wisdom is doing this. And I, I, I struggle because I sit over here for a while thinking, man, you need to come over here and bless my thoughts. You ever struggle with that? You know, God, I got an idea of how this ought to work out. You know, and if you love me, you come and work it out the way I want it worked out. Anybody? You know, and so I keep pounding it. You know, Lord, change that person. Lord, do this. Lord, give me this. Lord, you know. But when we look into the eyes of Jesus, and when we look at our lives through the eyes of Jesus, I want you to understand where perfect peace comes from. God knows everything that needs to be known about you and your life. Everything. He knows who he created you to be. He knows what he created you to do. And the cool part is, if we let him, he knows how to restore that, recreate that, or get us back. And if instead of looking at our boo-boos, instead of sitting around worrying about what God might not do or what might happen, and we all do that at times. Guys, we all do that at times. Here's what I'll say about that is, you don't want to live there. Are you with me? You have those periods and you go, oh my goodness, you know, what in the world? Why is this happening? But kids, don't get comfortable there. What we need to do is say, God, I don't know how to get to perfect synchronization with your perfect wisdom. But I sure would like for you to help me to get there. Amen? And here's the cool part. He loves you. And he knows you don't understand sometimes. And he knows that sometimes he's too slow for you. And he knows that sometimes what you want and what he knows is perfect ain't in the same hemisphere. Amen? Here's what I'm finding. 
when I seek the face of Jesus and when I look into and through his eyes, little by little by little, he brings my desire and what I want together with his perfect wisdom. And when we get there, there's rest, even though we may not understand that wisdom. Amen? Amen. I just think that's so important because I see so many people who are Christians, but they're so hurting because they just feel like their lives are a mess or they feel like God doesn't care. Or somehow God doesn't have the ability to get them to peace and rest and hope. But let me help you with something. I went through years and years and years of depression. And depression is real. And let me tell you, in the middle of that, I was angry at God and anybody that got in my way. Amen? And let me tell you, when I'm angry, you don't want to get in my way. Amen? Amen. You know, I am one mean jerk. Just ask my wife. She had to go through it with me. Little by little. Day after day. God's word and prayer. Let me tell you, in the middle of that, guys, I would get done sometimes reading God's word and praying, and I would do it for hours. And I'd go outside, and I would just say, God, you're a jerk. You're not doing what I need you to do. You say, well, pastor, it's no wonder Jesus doesn't like you. (laughs) No, Jesus doesn't like me sometimes, but he does love me. And he understood. He really did. You know, he really did. You know, and there were times I'm sure he wanted to smack me upside my head. No, I, I, I'm serious. You know, don't, don't laugh at me because I just laugh right back at you. You know what I'm saying? But seriously, guys, I want you to hear this. When you look into his eyes, you look into and through perfect love. And you begin to look into and through perfect wisdom. And third, you begin to look into and through perfect sovereignty. Let me help you with something. Whether you like it or not, whether you like what he's doing or not, you need to understand something. God Almighty is in control. He created everything there is. Put it into order. Okay? He created billions of stars and named them all and remembers their name. I don't know how he does that. I can hardly remember my own name. Amen? I mean, I... I'll turn 60 in September. I can't imagine being pastor's age at 70. My wife will have to put a name tag on me so I know who I am. 
I walk around the school during the week, and I, on Sunday, and half the time I can't even remember where I am or why I went there. No, I'm serious. And there are coffee cups all over this building. Because if you see me walking around like this, I lost my coffee cup again. You know, I, I, and he named billions of stars or remembers those, na- those names. And he put everything into order. Let me give you the other side of that. When bad things happen, he's sovereign too. And that's hard because I don't want to tell you that. I, I want to tell you, oh, that's the devil. Let me help you with something. The devil doesn't do anything God doesn't allow him to do. That's hard. I want to tell you, everything that's good is God, and everything that's bad is the devil. And, you know, growing up, I'm going to be honest, growing up, I thought the devil was just as powerful, if not more powerful, than God. Because all I heard, well, I hope the devil doesn't get me this week. Well, okay. I'd read verses like, God destroyed the works of the devil, and I'm like, well, what happened? You know, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard. But about 30-some years ago, uh, a a lady with mental illness uh, was drunk and decided to run into a car that had my brother and two friends, and everybody was killed. She did it on purpose. And, and you look at that, and, and listen, at first, I'm going to be honest, it's just like friends we have who were missionaries over in West Africa, and their little boy, 19-year-old boy, was just killed. And you don't look at them and say, well, God works all things for good. Oh, shut up. You know, or, or you know, God's got a plan. Well, his plan stinks, you know. But, you know, after some years, with the help of God, you're able to go, I don't understand everything. And I don't have an ability to go, yeehaw, praise the Lord. But I know God's love for those boys is perfect. Amen? God's love for that lady who had mental illness is perfect. So my being bitter at her serves no purpose. Amen? And you don't do that immediately. Please, hear hear what I'm saying. I keep throwing that caveat in, and I want you to hear that, because too many church people, they, they throw this stuff out so quick, and they think they're helping you, and the bottom line is, all you want to do is say, shut up. God's wisdom in all of that, even though I don't understand to this day, makes no sense to me. You know what I'm saying? That kind of thing makes no sense to me. But you see, the thing you've got to understand is God doesn't think now. He thinks eternal. And that's real hard because I don't know about you, but I want it and I want it now. Anybody else? And God had decided 
before he created the world that those boys and that lady, that was the day they were going to die. Once again, don't understand it all. But I do know this. Almighty God is perfect love and perfect wisdom and perfect sovereignty. He's in charge. He's in control. He's got everything he created in the palm of his hand. He upholds it and he blesses it. Amen? You say, well, well, Pastor, why is that so important that we look into the eyes of Jesus and we see through the eyes of Jesus? Because all of a sudden you start to realize that God Almighty, in his perfect love, and his perfect wisdom and his perfect sovereignty has everything in your world in perfect control. You have absolutely nothing to worry about because God loves you perfectly. God's wisdom is eternally perfect. And God is in control of everything. Are you with me? So from now on, after you collect yourself, after that first and immediate boom, step back and go, okay, Instead of deciding to deal with this on my own, I'm going to look into the face of Jesus. And instead of seeing this problem or this tragedy or this heartache or this pain through my eyes, I'm going to begin to look through the eyes of Jesus Christ. Amen? My heavenly Father is in perfect control today of every area that I would tend to be frustrated with or worry about. And begin to say, okay, God, I don't really know how to do this in this situation, so God, I need your help. And you get up the next day, and that same fear and that same attack comes, and you say, God, I don't know how to do this, And what happens is little by little by little, instead of being focused on the boo-boo, you're focused in and through him. You say, well, Pastor, what's this got to do with saving our country? Folks, if we're going to save our country, we need to be different. We need to learn to respond differently than a lost and hurting world. We need to process differently than a lost and hopeless world. Because kids, we have a heavenly father that loves us perfectly, always has and always will. Amen? We have a heavenly father who has perfect wisdom in and through and around everything. Everything. 
And we have a heavenly father who's in perfect control of everything. And whatever he designs or decides, he will make happen. Let's stand. Mm. There's an old chorus. Some of you might remember it. It's called Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. It's uh, you that remember it helped me because remember, I don't remember it much. It says, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. you know it, sing it with me just one time. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely. In the light of his glory and grace. Father, thank you for what you've shown us. Now, Lord, help us to go live it out. Thank you, Father, for being our Father. In your name we pray. Amen. God bless you.